YouTube.com slash Mayhew Mayhem. That's YouTube.com slash M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Hello and welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-hosts. Dale, and also joining us, is the man who generates an earthquake every time he walks. Sup everybody, it's me, Greg. If you're like me, you enjoy listening to things on the go. So Remember Minutes of Mayhem is available on iTunes for download for your iPhone or iPad or iPod or Whatever, all you have to do is just search Mayhew Mayhem. That's M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. And if you're feeling generous, which I know there are still generous people out there because the whole world is filled with them, you can also (laughs) donate to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal to help us become a better show. Just use the email address. It is 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com. All right, everybody. You need to go check out Poking the Fungus Photography on the Instagram. They done Mike and I's picture. She takes pictures of all walks of life. Like, I mean, big and small, me being the bigger. It's, it's really cool. She's really fun to hang out with. Have a good time when you get your pictures taken. Remember to check her out. It's Poking the Fungus Photography on Instagram. For a second week in a row, we have Raven. Hello. This episode is going to be a little special. Because it's the 21st episode, why not have a theme to it? The theme of tonight's episode is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about drugs, and we're going to talk about rock and roll. Penis. And Dale's going to talk about penis. Penis takes us right into our first topic. Dale, is sex addiction legitimate? I believe it is. Uh, If you actually look up the whole nymphomaniac term, it it doesn't really, like, that's what the street name calls it, but it's actually called uh, hypersexuality, and it's just basically an increase of uh, your sexual craving. Your drive. And it, pretty much. And it's like, it's one of those things where it just keeps going on and on. It's it's more frequent than what most people go for. And there's actually been cases of, you know, people addicted out there um, being addicted to um, having sex constantly. I've At least I've, I've heard, I've never gotten a woman pregnant, but at least I've heard of being pregnant that that also increases their you know, the drive, but that's just pregnancy. We have a female in here that's had a kid. So, Raven, if this isn't yeah. too personal, when you were that increased your sex drive? No more than usual, no. It was about the same. I think... I, think... <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good sex drive as it is, but it didn't increase or decrease when I was pregnant. I think that's like a case-by-case thing. You know, like everyone's different. Yeah, depends on the hormones. What do you think about it? Is sex an addiction? Can it be an addiction? I think it can because... People can get it addicted. I mean, little kids are addicted to sugar. I'm addicted to caffeine. I mean, you can get addicted to anything that's not as addictive as heroin, you know? Heroin's like number one thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, really. a chemi- that's a chemical addiction. That's the hardest one to beat. And so is cigarettes, actually. Yeah, I think it, people can get addicted to just about anything. And when it comes to sex addiction, I don't think it's purely about the physical gratification, necessarily. I think it's for some people, it's a control. They just they're addicted to the control person, or they're addicted to um, using sex as a means of validating themselves, making themselves feel something, feel love, maybe. 
So that's my take on it. I think I think it's legitimate. There are actual help groups for it and stuff too. So I guess it's okay. in the medical medical field. It is necessarily legitimate. She brought up some points that I've seriously never thought about. <laughs> yeah, me neither. You're welcome. <laughs> it, uh, that could be one of them, you know, because you're a female and all three of us are guys. We're like, we never thought of it that way. <laughs> me, I bring the giant to this conversation. Let's hear uh, Greg's take on this. Personally, I don't think it exists. I think we use this day and age, I think we use the word addiction way too loosely anymore. Like literally we use it. I've Anything that we feel somebody has that we as a society perceives as unhealthy, even if it's not really unhealthy, we just think it is. It really comes down to like most things that are considered an addiction just being mind over matter. Like these people aren't really addicted to it. They just don't have any real personal self-control. So you're saying they're basically calling it addiction as a means of an excuse. Yeah, I mean, look at Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods, like, when uh, he got caught cheating, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, what a scumbag. He cheated on his wife. And then, like, almost immediately after all that bad press came out, he said, oh, I I couldn't help it. I'm a sex addict. And immediately, was. Everybody in the media was like, oh, that explains it. We forgive you then, Tiger. You, you're you just addicted. It's not your fault. And it's like, what the fuck? It is his fault. He cheated on his fucking wife. He's he's just using that as an excuse to, you know, so that way people don't shit all over him. And that, he has and money? His, yeah, and that way his sponsors don't like back out on him or anything. Either way, he didn't completely save face. His wife's actually pretty hot. Yeah, his wife's hot, too. That's the thing. It's like, man, the chick he he was banging on the side had to have been, like, if she isn't, like, absolutely, like, smoking, then he just really, because, I mean, his wife was already, like, ridiculously hot. It's usually how it goes down, though. You know, if if you have steak every night, eventually you want chicken. I've always heard that analogy. (laughs) <laughs> you know like and um i'm i'm not that kind of person no, you know what I, you know what i mean i'm a very monogamous person i've never cheated any any version of cheating they a lot of the new the new thing that they a lot of people consider cheating is if like you're deleting text messages so that your significant other can't read them then you're cheating i've yeah, never i've never done that i've never done anything like that because i am a very loyal person especially when it comes to being in a relationship. So I've never... Have I been cheated on? Yes. Have I ever cheated? No. And I, never, I would never do that because I could just not imagine the like absolute feelings of betrayal and heartbreak, and I would not want to inflict that on somebody. My thought kind of goes along with, with Greg's to an extent, but I have a question about it um going off of like uh what raven said about being like a control said though of just like the increased drive so on and so forth could or should masturbation take care of that issue or is it more like raven said to where it's more of like a control thing and stuff like that because if it's an increased drive really what you're trying to do is catch that nut you know what i mean do you need if it was just purely about the physical gratification you could take care of that yourself Exactly. 
So, so that's why I think the might control comes in. Or pain. Some or people pain are also into pain. Whatever you're into, man. <laughs> if it's pain, then they could just masturbate with sandpaper. That would take yeah. care of it. There's some different things to worry. Like only people, they might only be getting off if somebody else is giving them pain. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Very, very true. My my thought on that is like masturbation gets like boring after you do it for so long. Sit on yeah. your hand. <laughs> so you sit on your hand, give yourself a stranger, but it's better if you like sit on somebody else's hand and they give you a neighbor. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I like the familiar, so I'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole point is like after a while, yes, uh, masturbation does get boring, especially if you're doing it for like a couple years straight. Uh, you know, no contact with another person in that manner. That does suck. But do I think that sex can become an addiction? No, I, I think it's an excuse, especially those who are married. Like going back to Greg's example of Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, because he's famous or anyone famous for that matter, that's not married could basically or married for that matter, can basically have just about anyone they want. So that's what gets me when um, the superstars have uh, people come against them like Kobe, Ben Roethlisberger, Michael Jackson and countless others to where they're like, you know, they raped me. I'm like, no, probably what probably happened. There is a chance of that. Don't get me wrong. There is a chance of that. But what probably happened is you probably had consensual sex and then they didn't call you or whatever it was. You didn't get exactly what you wanted afterwards and you're pissed off. So now you're after their money. I agree. But there is a chance that that. But when somebody's got a lot of money, that's an mm -hmm. easy way because that person's like, no, that never fucking happened. And if it did happen you wouldn't have settled out of, out of court. If yeah. you wanted legitimate justice, you would have taken them through the fucking ringer. And you didn't do that. Therefore, that leads me to believe that you were just after the money. Because mm -hmm. they, they will pay to make that go away if it never happened. It's, and like you said, someone who's got a lot of money and they're famous, they can have anyone they want consensually. Yeah. They don't oh, need yeah. to rape anybody. I'm sure it still happens, but... Oh, yeah. It, that, that's, it probably does happen, but they could have pretty much almost anyone they want... You know, especially you you look at like music, uh, look at back in the 80s was ridiculous with, with, with the whole hair metal and everything. Uh, read Motley Crue's The Dirt or Nikki Six's Heroin Diaries. They were like crazy group orgy fucking nuts, sex, drugs and everything all over the fucking place all night, every night. But do I, I believe sex addiction is legitimate? No, I think it's an excuse. Eh, don't don't throw that that excuse around. Everyone loves fucking. There, I think there's a very very small amount of people out there that don't enjoy it. Are you gonna take it to an extreme and be like, I'm fucking addicted to it? Well, go jerk off. <laughs> you know, like go yeah, flick your. There's no pill for that. Yeah, go flick your bean. Whatever whatever it is, like it's it's just it's ridiculous. I think the whole concept of sex addiction is ridiculous. Staying with the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, we just talked about sex. Let's talk about drugs. In the news lately, it has been said that Oreo is more addictive than cocaine. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't care what scientist. <laughs> I don't care what scientist is doing research on this. There is not a single motherfucker out there. Uh, let me take that back, because there's probably some huge bitches that would do this. Or dudes, for that matter. No one out there is sucking a dick for an Oreo. But are there people out there sucking dick for cocaine? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
there's a lot of people sucking dick for cocaine. But no one that I know of, or that I think anyone ever knows of, for an Oreo. Dale, would you suck a dick for an Oreo? I would not. That is not a fair question, because you would suck a dick anyways. Greg, would you suck a dick for <laughs> an Oreo? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I love Oreos, but I don't love them enough to, like, put another dude's wiener in my mouth. Raven, would you suck a dick for an Oreo? Um, only if it was deep fried and coated with gold. Cause she wants I'm to, kidding, because I would not. She wants to shit gold flakes. I would also not <laughs> suck a dick for an Oreo. What do you guys think on this shit? It's bullshit. I mean, it, it reeks bullshit. I mean, there are a lot of things that scientists have done studies on that later turned out to be ridiculously untrue. Or they just keep going back and forth on that. I literally just said, fuck it, and I'm just gonna take my chances with it like i mean eggs like first they said eggs are bad for you then they say they're good for you then they say a part of them is good for you and it's just like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna keep eating eggs if they kill me at 30 they kill me at 30 i don't give a shit there's never gonna be any real definitive concrete proof on this i mean how do you even test for that that's what i want to know yeah, that's what I want to know, too. Like, the thing is, is that... Um, <laughs> Do they feed people, like, Oreos? And then, like, all right, now snort this line of Coke. Which one do you like more? This thing could be completely being blushed by the media. This could have been yeah. something completely different or something just slightly related to what it is. And they said... Well, we did some studies, and um, a certain small number of people, like maybe like every you know, like one out of ten people, ends up getting more addicted to Oreos than cocaine. And then suddenly, newspapers everywhere are plastering Oreos than cocaine on their front pages, you know, to get more headlines. Here's my thought, like. I really seriously want to know how they did the testing. Did they, was it like a Me like too. was it like almost like a not like a blind taste testing, but did they like sit somebody in a room at a table and with a, a scar <laughs> a scarface sized pile of cocaine and then like the equivalent in like Oreos and they like, with no instructions they just set them in there yeah that, and they were just that'd like, be like the the best science experiment ever we'll give you free oreos and blow deal <laughs> no they don't even they're just, just like you want it all in your purse <laughs> <laughs> okay that'd be even better <laughs> you want to compete in a, uh, compete you want to um be in the science experiment we'll give you 200 bucks sure they just sit them in a room with a scarface fucking sized mound of cocaine with the equivalent sized mound of oreos with no instructions and they just sit them in there and they watch through the the glass that you in the uh one-way glass or whatever where you can only see through one side and they're yeah, just sitting in there yeah. and they you just won't. wait they just wait until like the person either eats an oreo or snorts cocaine and they're like more people are eating than they are snorting the white powder in there therefore oreos are more addictive than cocaine like come on how the fuck do you do that testing there's got to be another way well, obviously, I'm throwing a really wild example out there, but... Yeah, really. I was just saying, like, when I was in Afghanistan, I got a bunch of Oreos and stuff like that, and um, I never was addicted to them. I didn't, like, when I came back, you know, I didn't have PTSD because of fucking that kind of crazy shit, but... Did you suck a dick when you ran out to get more? He did no, that already. Didn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't need to suck a dick for an Oreo. He'll suck a dick to suck a dick. He enjoys right. it. That's a that's a whole different thing. Right. It happens. But anyways, I'm like really hungry right now. But so, if somebody comes up, come if some dude comes in naked, puts an Oreo right on his crotch and says, "There you go," 
I'm not gonna no. If anything, I'll grab my gun and shoot him. <laughs> One in the room. <laughs> hey, you did take the Oreo. Yeah. Hang on. You had a you had a you had an old roommate of yours sleepwalk ass naked into your room. Okay. So yeah, that was, that you was didn't true. shoot him. No, no, definitely didn't shoot him. That's because he wasn't trying to make him suck his dick. <laughs> no, he, he did. He did go in my room and then go in my closet and then walked out and left all the lights on. I'm like, really? And I come I to find out. Turn the fucking was... lights on. Why and... doesn't that shit ever happen to me? <laughs> Ass naked comes in his room, turns all the lights on, looks in his closet, fucking leaves. <laughs> I wonder what kind of dream he was having. That's what I want to know. My, my thing was. He was looking I... for the Oreos. Right? <laughs> 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 it was funny because like right next to my bed is a chair, like a like a recliner, like an old recliner. The angle that he like the the angle that I have to my door is blocked by that recliner, so I can see like the top half. I hear all the time about sleepwalkers pissing in random locations, so you're very lucky he did not piss in your closet. Raven, what do you think about uh Oreos being more addictive than coke? I think it's bullshit. I think it comes down to self discipline, self control. Um but my my question is, why is the media all over this? Like, what is their end game? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to scare people out of buying Oreos? Or probably they're, are they trying to get whole... more people to buy them with the excuse, oh, I'm addicted? Uh, I would have to probably say they're probably they're trying to scare people out of buying them because, you know, they have that whole thing where they're trying to fight obesity and that. All the news coverage I've seen of it, they, like, laughed about it. So it was kind of like, huh. That's funny. A food that everyone likes is more addictive than a hardcore drug. If they came out and said, like, Oreos are more addictive than heroin, I would have been like, bullshit. I wouldn't have even laughed. I would have been like, who the fuck's stupid enough to even concept that? Because in, in my opinion... I smoke Oreos every day. <laughs> in, in my opinion, heroin is the only addictive drug. Because, what about nicotine? Okay. Nicotine and, and caffeine, I, I'm, I'm talking just hard. So take nicotine and like caffeine out of the picture. Heroin is the only one that I believe is addictive because people that shoot heroin, normally first try, first attempt, first time you stick the needle in you, you have two choices. Die or be addicted. There's no like other outcome. No one's like, you know, I tried heroin once and no, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling it. Everyone's like, you PCP know. PCP is a really hardcore drug. That that one I believe you could get like straight up addicted to. Street name Mighty Putty, heroin <laughs> and PCP combined. Mighty Putty. So keeping the sex, drugs, and rock and roll theme going, we've talked about sex, we've talked about sucking dick for Oreos. Now let's move on to the rock and roll. So my question is, who do you believe is the most underrated artist out right now? Who should be more popular or get more recognition than what they do? Honestly, there are a lot that I think. And um, right now, two, it's actually going to, there's like two who I think deserve more recognition. One band's name is Let Live. They were on the Warp Tour last year, and um, they've put out about four albums of material, and they just, like, they have one of the most amazing stage presences that I've ever seen in a band ever. They, like, legit remind me of, like, they remind me of, like, fucking Black Flag from, like, back in the day with, like, Henry Rollins and that, like, just... This, like, group on stage with, like, this immense, like, amount of, like, 
anger and angst and fury and just raw energy and power just exploding out in in their music and i feel that they aren't really represented enough and that kind of sucks because uh especially these days um because i mean i'm i'm a big fan of uh punk music and i feel that a lot of the bands that have like started for the most part these days have become really kind of bland like usually you either have bands that are just like too fucking politically correct or bands that are basically just slightly related to punk and they like are mostly just pop bands with some punk tendencies to them and i mean these guys that really old school feel but they also have a more experimental feel to them too because they use a lot of like rapid changing time signatures and they incorporate elements from like other genres of music into their sound and uh the other band um i actually discovered them on the soundtrack of uh grand theft auto 5 um this band called Fiddlar, and uh, th- their name is an acronym. It stands for Fuck It Dog, Life's a Risk, and um, they're they're pretty awesome. They have like this really raw, low fidelity sound to their music, and they're basically like a combination of garage punk and like punk. So they're like really raw, really thrashy. They have like a lot of songs about like just doing drugs, pissing people off, skateboarding, and just, like, generally not giving a fuck in that. And, I mean, they're, like, one of those bands that, like, it it makes me, like, they sound like an old, like, early 80s SoCal punk band, and they're just a lot of fun to listen to. They've been getting some more recognition, but I think they, they still deserve a lot more than they're getting right now. So, I mean, those would be definitely the two that I think deserve the most recognition. Gay! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not personally a fan of punk music. Well, mine's not really going to be much better, only because of the fact that I'm actually going to go in the opposite way. I am actually going to say a country artist. Well, his name is Easton Corbin. I don't know if any of you have heard of him or not. Basically, he's a Florida boy. And uh, he's put out two sucks. albums so far. <laughs> so he's he's put out two albums already but he's not like the the country that everybody hears nowadays the whole sad mopey she left me you know that kind of bullshit you know and now uh, listen Jack, listen like every early, single taylor early, swift, taylor swift early country was all nothing but that but early country was a lot better than what's it going was on genuine. right now yeah, it like was when they said I, that they were sad that their girl left them. They genuinely meant it. They genuinely meant that. Nowadays, it's more like they're just doing it for the money. Well, somebody yeah. else is writing the song for them. Yeah, it's all manufactured. Yes, it's like yes. If you want to go country music, Hank Williams the Third right now oh, yeah. needs to be bigger than what he is. He is the best country artist out there right now. I don't give a fuck what anybody's. They're wrong. It's that simple. He he really is. That? I mean, goddamn Hank Williams the third. I mean, because he oh. like he took like what his grand his grandfather did, like that awesome like old school, genuine country music, and then he took that and then decided he was gonna add like a bit of hard rock, a bit of hardcore punk, a bit of heavy metal, and then just like mix it all together and then just like give it like a 
big ass like a uh, splash of like Jack Daniels and Coke and just like by Coke I mean cocaine and just like complete <laughs> kick ass with it. I mean, cause, why not I mean, Oreos? Oreos are more addictive. <laughs> okay, Oreos. Yeah, I mean, because like the first time I heard of Hank Williams the third, and I was like, I read it, and it was like he was the first country music artist to get a parental advisory sticker on his album, and I'm like, holy shit, no way. So I looked up his music and I listened to him, and I'm like. Oh my god, this guy is goddamn amazing. I love his shit. Lovesick Broken Drifting. That that album is like one of my favorites ever made, period. Uh, yeah, it, Straight to Hell was really good, but I mean... Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry, Dale, I cut you off. Go ahead yes. with what you were saying. No, uh, that was fine. <laughs> I haven't heard that album. Um, I have Straight to Hell. Uh, Broke Lovesick and Drifting has uh, Trashville on it, and I know you've heard Trashville, so... Well, this one's a little hard for me to answer, because I was... Raised on the classics, the uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and those oh. artists are by never rated, and that's kind of still what I listen to. I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, because I'm a nerd, not always, but most of the time, I'd rather watch a historical documentary than listen to music, but anyway, there is a, a band that I've been recently getting into, and I never hear anyone talking about them, so I don't know if I'm just going to make an ass of myself and say who it is. Um, I don't even know how new they are or whatever, but um, has anyone heard of Hailstorm? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I really like her. I really like the band. I like, but I never hear anyone talking about them. Uh, are they old? Like, popular. did they... They, they, they've been out for quite a few years now. Really? Um, yeah. a nerd. Not, not a fan. Not a fan. Um, I you like her voice though. You are the only person I know that uh, enjoys their music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, My mom does I'm too, a, so too. I'm not a particularly huge fan either. I don't hate them, but I mean, they're just one of those groups where it's just like, eh, I'm not into them. They're, it's like, is like Avenged Sevenfold. It's like everybody talks about them and how much they love them. And it's like, yeah, I don't hate them, but I mean, I'm not a particularly big fan of them either. My my thing about them is I'm not. There's nothing there that impresses me. I, I have trouble getting into new music if something doesn't impress me. Like, with, with the biggest genre I listen to right now, the problem going on with it, it's exactly what happened in the 80s with hair metal. Motley Crue, best hair metal band all time, period. Anyone else says any different, they're wrong. So, what happened with Motley Crue... White Snake. Exactly. Motley Crue got so <laughs> big, and they were making so much money that other record labels were like, holy shit, let's sign a fucking hair metal band that sounds like a generic version of them so we can make money. The birth, yep. of, the birth of White Snake. The birth of Poison. You know, like, the birth of Firehouse. You know? Exactly. All that White was pussy music when I was a kid. That happened because the record labels wanted to make money, and that's what happening, what's happening right now with the main genre I listen to, and it sound the fucking same because they're all just carbon copies of a different band, and nothing yeah. stands out. And I've, I, I've noticed that I have to like something has to impress me in order for me to get into a band nowadays. Very hard for me to get into any newer bands because I'm not impressed by anything that the band does. Hailstorm, even though they're not that old, has nothing there that impresses me. That's my issue with them. I know I know eh, I take that back. I know a couple people that do listen to them. I got I got three and um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna talk about all of them very briefly. Between the Buried and Me is yes. one of my favorite bands, and they are not nearly as big as what they should be. No one does really what they do as successfully as what they do. Like I mean, honestly, like if you're going to listen to them, Raven, first album you should listen to, 
colors. colors. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. They're absolutely. I was just writing that shit as I'm going to check them out. It, this is the best way to describe colors. Colors is a magical carpet ride through the universe with twists and turns every direction. My number two band that doesn't get enough recognition for as good as what they are, and this may sound uh, like I have a biased opinion on this, and that is As Dreams Fade. They will be releasing an EP later this year. Hopefully, it'll be released by a label and somebody will be able to purchase it online and in stores. That would be sweet. They are a hell of a lot better than a lot of big bands right now. Yes. Complete music, complete musicians, phenomenal artists. All right, guys. They're okay, guys. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. And they should have more recognition than what they do. But they got to get out that EP, and I think that is where it will really start to pick up. The last band I have is The Plot and You. I think The Plot and You is way, way underrated. They do some very interesting stuff in their music that no one else really does successfully. I've never actually checked them out. I've been meaning to, but I've never checked them out. I'm going to have to check them. Yeah. The Plot and You, you could feel the emotion in the, in the lyrics. And I think that's one thing that that makes them stand out, but they're they're not uh, they're not getting enough recognition, in my opinion. And that does it for this episode of Thirty Minutes of Mayhem. Raven, I would like to thank you for coming on yet again for a second week in a row as a guest. No problem, thank you. I have been your host. My name has been Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts Dale, Greg, and don't forget to check us out on iTunes. You can donate to us on PayPal. And check out Poking the Fungus Photography. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and later, fellas.